Grace and peace to you this morning. We're so glad that you're here today. Uh, we want to welcome you, especially um, if you're a visitor. Um, if you're looking for a church home, we'd invite you to uh, consider placing membership with us. If you want to visit with one of the elders or myself after services, we'd be glad to do that. I appreciate uh, all the worship this morning, especially appreciate Brother Norman's prayer. You know, I think it's helpful for us sometimes to just uh, take a moment and to think about how we're blessed. We don't always do that. I think a lot of the problems with uh, the world today is people are simply unsatisfied. But if we would just take a moment and consider what God has done for us, we would know and understand that, that we truly are blessed. We're beginning a, a new series today, and it's based on a book called uh, Core 52. I know some of you have that book, some of you don't. You know, if you have that book um, and, and you're following along, then great. I, I know that you're going to be blessed um, by that study, and your family will be blessed by doing that throughout the week. If you don't have it, then that's okay, too. Uh, these sermons are going to stand on their own, so you don't have to have the book. I just want to let people know that that's kind of what we're doing and it's a great aid, it's, it's, a, it's a great thing to do throughout the week to just kind of boost your, your Bible study and to know more about God's Word. This series is intended to help you better understand the Bible. You know, if you know very little about the Bible, then I hope that this will be a great introduction for you. Maybe you'll take notes, maybe you'll come back later and listen to these uh, sermons online. If you have any questions, please know that I'll be available um, after services and I'll talk to you about anything that you want to talk about. If you're here this morning and uh, you have been in Bible class, maybe your entire life, then I hope that these lessons will be a great reminder to you. Uh, I hope you'll be encouraged by what you hear. And maybe you'll learn something new. You know, I think that that's always the case when we kind of get in and we, we dig deeper into Scripture. Anything is possible when we spend time in God's Word and, and we let God work in us. Uh, if our goal is this, is to know more about Scripture, to strengthen our relationship with God, and to better understand God's will for our lives, you know, what does God want us to do? Then where do we start? What better place to start than in the beginning? And so our journey um, commences in Genesis 1 and verse 1 with creation. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The phrase, in the beginning, is uh, one Hebrew word. And so we start with the first word of the first sentence in the first verse of the first chapter in the first book of the Bible. And that's a lot of firsts. But the point is, is here's where it all begins. Before we move forward, we need to understand the beginning. Have you ever started a movie that, that you've never seen before and you, you, you jump in right in the middle? Maybe you come across it on, on television, or maybe you drop by a friend's house and they're already watching it. And if you've ever done that, it's confusing. You don't know who the characters are. You don't know what the plot is. It's hard to figure out what's going on. Well, the same is true of Scripture. We need to begin at the beginning. And the first word that we find in the Bible is this Hebrew word that's translated in the beginning. And this first word tells us that what we are about to read 
is a narrative. It has a beginning and it has an ending. And the first thing that we need to understand about the Bible is that it is a story. We're going to encounter characters and places. There's tension. There's a a climax. It has everything that you find in a great story. In fact, it is the greatest story of all. And this is because it is all true. And it's also because God invites us to be a part of his story. We're not just sitting back watching it all unfold. We are participants in the story. We are just like Abraham, Joseph, Moses, David, Isaiah, Mary, Peter, and Paul. We are people whom God uses. Our lives are not any different from theirs. Why is this important? It is important because we all use stories to make sense of our lives. It doesn't matter whether you're an atheist, Hindu, Buddhist, pagan, whatever. Without stories, our lives are meaningless. We are the son or daughter of someone. We came to this place somehow. We do what we do because of a set of circumstances. There is a reason we believe what we believe. And so every aspect of our lives is tied to a story. Try introducing yourself to someone without telling a story. Now you might be able to you know, throw out a few facts, but eventually you're going to have to stop because we are formed and we are shaped by our stories. And we would not be who we are today without them. Well, the Bible is the greatest story because it answers the greatest questions. Uh, Questions like these. Where are we? Who are we? What's gone wrong? What is the solution? And these are not just Christian questions. These are questions that, that everybody asks. These are questions that everybody wants to know the answer to. We want to know about our surroundings. We want to know about how we got here. We want to know what it means to be a human. We want to know what is wrong with this world and how do we fix it? Well, the Bible answers all these questions and many, many more. We don't think about this often, but if life is not going well, then what you might do is consider what story that you're living out. Because your life might not be going well because you're just living out a bad story. Rather than living out the story of God, you might have bought into another narrative. And it could be the story of your own success or the story of your career. Maybe you've had a a lot of bad things happen in your life and you're living out a story that, that just doesn't have a good ending. If you grew up in a dysfunctional home, that there's a danger of allowing that story to take over. And there are all kinds of of competing stories in this world. Some are really good, some are really bad. But the one that matters more than all is the story of God, the story that we find in Scripture. 
Because God's story has the ability to change lives. And it answers all the hard questions that that we're asking, all these hard questions that, that we want to know about. It is a story of hope. And this matters because we live in a world that doesn't always give us hope. And so from the first word in the Hebrew Bible, we gather that this book that that God has given us, it tells a story. And it's a story that we want to pay close attention to because it provides us with some very important information. It is a living story that's able to work within us to give us hope, to give us encouragement, to to, to build up our faith, to teach us how to live, and so much more. It's a story that, that we can be a part of. In fact, we're in the middle of the story right now. And we can either partner with God and join Him in the work that He is doing and be a part of something that's going to last forever, or we can refuse and never be remembered again. Because when we are a part of God's story, we are a part of something that is eternal, something that is going to exist beyond this age, beyond our time. Well, what is this story? Well, we're going to explore this, you know, in the coming weeks. But to put it simply this morning, it's the story of creation and new creation. And so Genesis 1 and 2 um, is the story of creation, and Revelation 21 and 22 is the story of new creation. And so the beginning and the ending of the Bible, they have a lot of things in common, those, those four chapters. And they're tied together, they're, they're tied to one another. As we read Genesis 1-1, we should understand that, that none of this is random. God has a plan, and He knows where this story is going. God does not step back from from this story. He is actively involved in it. He is working in the lives of people who are living out this story. We see this over and over and over again. And nothing has changed today. He continues to do this. We have free will. You know, we can choose what to do and what not to do. We can choose whether or not we'll be a part of God's story. But know this, no matter what we choose, God's will will be done. And so the end has been written, and nothing is going to alter the outcome of that ending. Well, the next word in the Hebrew text is Elohim. And this is one of the words for God. They're, you know, many different words for God, but one of them is Elohim. And so in the beginning, God. God is an eternal being. He existed before everything that we now see and know. And everything that we know has its source in God. God is responsible for life itself. He was here before the beginning of the earth, And he will be here after it is destroyed again by fire. 
And we will come to know more about God throughout this series. But just this morning, contemplate this. And so God is first revealed as creator in, in the first verse of the Bible. And he's not just creator of a few things. He is creator of all things. And this God who creates everything, who creates life itself, this God, he cares for us. And he wants a relationship with us. And we have access to him through his son, Jesus Christ. And that alone is an amazing thing to ponder. We're going to learn more about that in the coming weeks, but just think about that. The first verse also tells us what God did, and it tells us how the world came to be. And so in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now, the Christian and the Jewish worldview is different from many other worldviews because of this one verse. It says that, that God created the heavens and the earth, not that God is the heavens and the earth. And so creation is not eternal. Only God is eternal. And God is distinct from creation. He brings creation into existence. The idea that, that God and creation are one is an old idea. But it's also one that you might have heard about. It's gaining in popularity today. It is a pagan idea. But as people continue to reject traditional forms of religion, uh, what we see is they're adopting other ideas, including pagan ideas. And so it's not uncommon to find people who speak against Christianity, but then worship animals or worship the earth. And these people might claim... Uh, to not be religious, but that's not really true. Because deep down we're all worshiping beings and we're going to worship something. And so rather than worship God, they, they've chosen to worship creation. Genesis 1.1 puts everything in its proper order. God is set apart from what he creates. God is greater than everything that he has created, and only God is worthy of worship. And so to worship the creation rather than the creator is perversion. And our lives are not going to be ordered properly until we acknowledge God as creator of all things and begin from there. Most of us were probably already aware that, that God creates, you know. But something else involved in this, something else that we need to understand, is that God not only creates, but God sustains. And so God doesn't just create for six days and then walk away. Some people think that that's what happened, that he, he takes care of creation, and then he steps back, he walks away, and he has nothing else to do with it. But that's not what we see in Scripture what we see in Scripture is that creation continues to be dependent on God. If God would walk away, we would be no more. 
Notice a few verses. First of all, the psalmist, speaking of God, he writes this, You visit the earth and water it. You greatly enrich it. The river of God is full of water. You provide their grain, for so you have prepared it. You water its furrows abundantly, setting its ridges, softening it with showers and blessing its growth. You crown the year with your bounty. And then there in the New Testament, there's Colossians 1.17, where Paul writes this about Jesus. He says, and he is before all things, and, and in him all things hold together. If God were to walk away, if Jesus were to walk away, it would all fall apart. Creation cannot exist apart from God, and that includes us as well. We are dependent upon God. He provides order. He provides what creation needs. He even provides if we fail to acknowledge Him. Jesus says that that God makes it rain on the just and the unjust. And so creation is an ongoing process, and God is still active in sustaining everything around us. And God's ability to create goes beyond just plants and trees and animals. It applies to human beings. God creates humans and He continues to to provide and to care for us. And when we choose to follow God, He, He creates in ways that bless our lives. King David understood this, and this is why he prayed in Psalm 51.10, Create! Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Part of God's creation even involves things within us. And we cannot fully grasp God's ability to create. He can create and He can bring about new life within us. And when we are overcome with sin, we can turn to God and we can ask for forgiveness. We can pray just as David prayed, Create in me a clean heart, O God. And if we are feeling dead inside, we can ask God to create life in us. And so God is not done creating. But too often, we fail to ask. God also is busy working to create a future for us. He has promised His followers a new heaven, a new earth. He is preparing a place for us, a place void of sickness and disease and death and war and poverty and everything else that is wrong with this world. And so creation begins in Genesis, but it doesn't end there. God continues to create and He has a bright future plan for all who acknowledge Him and follow His ways. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The first sentence in the Bible is foundational to understanding everything that comes after it. It is a a sentence that, that helps us to rightly order our lives. God is Creator, and everything that we see, everything that we know, Everything that we can touch and feel and smell, that comes from God. It's also a reminder that God continues to be active in our lives. 
He continues to work in our world and he continues to work within us to bring about his will. And his will is to one day make all things right. Let's pray. Father God, uh, we come before you this morning and, and we thank you for your creation. We thank you for the, the plants and the trees and the rivers and the ocean and the land and uh, the sunshine and the stars and the moon and everything, Father. And we acknowledge that you have given us these things and you have blessed our lives in many different ways. We also acknowledge that you give us life and that you give us physical life, but you also give us spiritual life and that we know that apart from you, Father, we are nothing. We are dead. And so, Father, we are thankful for all of this. And we look forward to what is to come. We look forward to new creation. And we're so thankful that, that begins with your Son, Jesus Christ. We're thankful for what He did by coming to this earth and by doing what He did to, to bless us with eternal life. Father, may our lives um, be a light in the community that we live by reflecting Your Son and by being a reminder of, of Him. We pray this in His name. Amen.